The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, we're going to be talking about lawns and gardens, and I know a lot of you are anxious to get out and work in the lawn and garden. Today is a perfect day to do that. <laughs> it is a balmy 34 degrees right now. Uh, Jennifer, you just came in from working in your yard, didn't you? Yes, I've been working for hours out there. Got up with the dock, <laughs> weeded, <laughs> dug holes. <laughs> That's why I'm covered in an ice cube here. That's <laughs> What do people do? Can they do something in the yard right now? Look I mean, there it. are people who love doing things in the yard. I still get out and walk around in it yeah. and, and look at the things I'm going to have to do. Bundled it's a up. good time for planning. This is a perfect time for planning oh, what yes. you would like to do in your garden. So okay. So you're the, seriously planning and thinking about the garden. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I sit out there and I'm looking at... Um, we got two, oh yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sit there and you look at it and you think, hmm, I think I need to move that and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you have a long list of things that you want to start doing. And, and then you can't wait for the warm weather because you really want to get started. Now, have you put your, um, your I, I'm not mulch, what is it called, the leaves? Oh, the leaves, yes. The My compost. beds are smothered in leaves. <laughs> and and you... you turned them into the ground yet they will they will disintegrate all you don't have to do that you really don't i mean in the spring if my hostas especially because they're susceptible to slugs if they start if the leaves are still whole around them i might clear around the hostas Mm -hmm. um now slugs would be good wouldn't they in the garden or would they no (laughs) (laughs) we hate slugs Slugs I got an love. answer on that one. <laughs> I couldn't let like that host, one go. Hostas like slugs. Yeah. It's like candy. Okay. It's so I thought they would crawl around and keep the earth loose. They crawl around, leave lots of slime everywhere. Yeah. They eat everything. Yeah. Lovely holes in your hostas. So uh, what do you do to get Obviously, we want to get rid of uh, slugs, and mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But I now take- I know. What, what do I do to get rid of those Creepers. Well, because I, <laughs> I want to get rid of them, but I don't want to put poison down for them because that, that hurts. So I give them beer. You take a bottle you put cap salt or a little, little shallow <laughs> container, Yeah. Uh, dig away the soil so that it is level when you turn it upside down. Fill it with beer, and then the slugs will die happy. They crawl in there. They die happy. <laughs> You hear them chuckling. Oh, yeah. It's, like, mm. it's their last drink. It's a, it's, you know. Okay. You heard it's a, that it's right It's amazing. Here. You'll go out the next morning, and it's covered. They're gone. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else do that, or it's just me? Yeah. yeah, I use a slug bait, but I never thought about letting them die happy. Maybe this year I'll do that. Well, I have visions of the poor little slugs going, oh! Whereas if I put but the bear a smile on their face. It's a smile on their face. Now, what do slugs do to your garden? I mean, they eat my pastas. They, they eat, eat yeah. them. Okay. They, so it's rough on a garden. Yes, it is. Now, what should we start? Uh, are we ready? We're not ready to plant anything, are we? Oh, you can plant things. You can plant your bulbs. Your some. Your, if you haven't gotten your daffodils or your tulips are more of an annual here. We just don't get cold enough for long enough to keep them year after year. But sometimes they come back, you know, but... 
um, yeah, your all your bulbs can Tulips still be you planted. Tulips, you plant right now. Oh, Is yeah, that, yeah. So we could be like Holland. You could be Holland, yes. For one year. <laughs> For one year. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to replant them every year. Well, they just, they're more of an annual here, so you got to treat them like an annual. Um, how is... Holland is cold. I mean, they're way uh, north of us. Because they, they, the bulbs like that colder temperature. That's why oh, they do okay. better, like okay. up in New York and up north, is because it just stays colder for longer. Okay. Where, you know, they don't really like our I, I didn't 50 know degree that. days. So, <laughs> some plants like cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, tulips are one of those, but we do have uh, a warm enough temperature that. We can enjoy tulips if we plant them yearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And they might come back. You might be the random yard that they come back. You know, it's nature, right? <laughs> Sometimes they come back. Yeah. Mine you, came back every year, but they didn't flower. Oh. They flowered one year, and then after that, the leaves came back. And oh, interesting. There was nothing else. Mine all died at the first year. Uh, yeah. they, they, they didn't have that brilliant uh, color that no. they... Did you ever try them, Barry? No, I haven't. <laughs> no. He's well, going I've to go to Cheekwood to get my fix on Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. By the way, I forgot to say who is with us this morning. I got so excited with the slug story. Uh, these the are the slug. master gardeners with us today. Jennifer Salter, Sarah Wade, and Robert Blair. So if you hear any uhs and funny sounds or anything, those are the ones who are making the noises. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, we know that uh, they're not fans of slugs. <laughs> but uh, they do have some thrills ahead for uh, for tulips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about uh, the iris? I, of course, that's a warm weather flower. I guess. Yeah, that's actually our state flower. They do great here. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you want an iris, find a master gardener. We'll be happy to give you a, a, a chunk of ours. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just throw it on the ground. And grow. Yeah. Just throw it out there. So yeah. You once you once you get them in the ground, they do spread and they do great multiply. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why it's a state flower. Yes. <laughs> I mean, why would you? Have a flower that wouldn't work well. That's a good point. I don't know who decides these things, but they chose well. <laughs> so there are groups here in the area who really have information about the state flower. You can make a variety of colors. Uh, they oh, yeah. can, I guess. There is an iris society. I'm yeah, not I'm not is. a part of it, but there is an iris society. If you're really interested in that, you could just Google it. And, but yeah, there's... Oh. When, when should you work on the iris or can you work on them all year around i would say all year i mean you really can't yeah. kill the things yeah. <laughs> i have a couple of bulbs that i pulled out last year mm-hmm. <laughs> embarrassingly on my driveway and they're sprouting so Great. you really cannot kill an iris if you, you you have an extra talent if you can you just don't <laughs> want to bury those too deep though and yeah if you cover them up too much sometimes they'll yeah the, they'll rot that's mm-hmm. why they survive when we just dig it out and right. we forget one and we throw it, throw it over somewhere. And they like that. They like to be high up. Right. They don't like to be buried. Yeah. So if you dig up an you, you dig them up to divide them, is that mm-hmm. what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they get crumpled up uh, all together and you want to spread them out. Uh, is this is a good time to do that, to dig them up? and. No. I would do it after they bloom. After yeah. they right bloom. now yeah. they're they're saving their energy for spring, so that you get that beautiful bloom. But after they bloom, have your way with them. Okay. <laughs> you probably could dig them up, but I you don't could. know if you'd get the bloom. The same. Right. So I would wait, right. and then you know what colors you're dealing with. That that's true. So, uh, so those are things you need to be thinking about on the iris. Uh, we have a listener here who's asking questions about 
each year there seems to be different plants who get diseases that start to spread to other trees especially. Uh, are there any things that we need to be aware of that uh, are coming into the area and creating issues with plants? Any bugs or anything of that sort? Um, I am not sure. I, I mean, we already have the rose rosette disease. That's already here. There's a boxwood blight, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm having to pull out my boxwoods this year. They're not doing very well. So, so what, what does that, that look like? That was the freeze that did them in. So. What does a boxwood blight look like? I I think it just starts to die off. I'm not positive. Okay. Yeah, I think sections of it yeah. will die. Like, oh, the middle of it yeah. will die. or. And it grows slowly, so... You could prune out, I guess, but then you have a plant that looks like you've taken the center out or you've, you know, somebody's eaten a mm-hmm. chunk of it on the side. Now, boxwoods so. are the ones for, if, if you're new to the area and are not familiar with them, they are the stately southern bushes. If you have a mansion, it's the one that has boxwoods all around it. It's also... Shaped un- into different yeah, ways. Yes, they, they have also, if you go to Disney World, uh, they are in different characters. People mm-hmm. will shape. We used to have a Murfreesboro. I remember Murfreesboro uh, Waterworks had a, a plant on Broad right across from what used to be the Chevrolet dealer, uh, Jackson Chevrolet, uh, which is now, I think, a, uh, I'm not sure what it is now. That's before my time. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, uh, it's, it's, it's on Broad mm-hmm. just before you get to uh, Northfield, they had a water plant there on the river, and it had a lot of boxwood plants, tall, big plants, with all sorts of characters. Somebody had fun fun. working. I mean, that was a job, (laughs) but I always enjoyed driving by it Mm -hmm. to to look at it. That's a lot of work to do that. That's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Uh, It was very creative. Yeah. Uh, People don't do those things as much anymore. I guess they... It's been a while since I've been to Disney World. Do they still have them there? It's been a while since I've been there. So. <laughs> yeah, I would I would think Disney has a good gardener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's more than love. Yeah, that's yeah. more than love. It's yeah. a paycheck. It's a good paycheck. <laughs> They're out there in the dark pruning those right. sides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, people used to do those at their homes. I can mm-hmm. remember uh, even some of the houses around had the beautiful uh, you know, artwork. Yeah. Uh, which is what it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it is an art for sure. So if you've noticed any of that and if you've seen any in Rutherford County or the area, uh, give us a call. Even if it's a, an adjacent county or something, uh, something like that's rare. And it'd be interesting to see that and yeah, encourage that. 615-893-1450. Uh, that's the number to talk or text, whichever you prefer. You're in control of that. 615-893-1450. And uh, persons wanting to attract more bees, they're wanting to get into beekeeping. Hmm. They've started uh, attending some of these Monday, first Monday of the month beekeeping classes at the Lane Agri-Park. And they uh, are thoroughly enjoying the thought of being a beekeeper and raising their own fresh honey. And they've been told that you can get a garden started that will attract bees. When do you need to do that? And what do you do to what, what's needed in the garden? Go for it, Barry. 
<laughs> well, one of the things that I learned Barry's this, a B man. this yeah. last year. He's a B man. I'm not the B man. <laughs> but one of the things I learned this last year is that you need to put a lot. Uh, buckwheat is something that when I was in Jackson at the um, summer celebration, a lady did a session on that out, and she'd planted this large plot of buckwheat that they really do enjoy, uh, the honeybees in particular. Uh, but whatever you plant, it should be a lot of one thing because the honeybees tend to go to the same type of, of flower. Okay. So if you are wanting the, does, does the honeybee, uh, if it attracts a honeybee, will it also attract uh, the uh, hummingbirds? Uh, possibly. Um, this last year is one of my projects for um, the Master Gardeners. My sister and I did a, a pollinator garden at our church and that was one of the things that we noticed that every week I'd take pictures and the hummingbirds as well as the honeybees and other insects were all over it the whole summer long. Hmm. Uh, I even took a picture of a honeybee that was stopped which you rarely see. On, it was just resting on uh, one of the flowers. So yes they, they would be attracted to that. Okay. A lot of pollinators would. Now don't you have a, a sample garden at the Lane Agri-Park that is this type of garden that we're talking about? Well, we have a lot. We have one yeah. we call the butter, blood, Butterfly yeah. Garden that is a pollinator garden, and it, it has things that bloom from very early all the way through the season until it frosts, I guess. Yeah. But so, the, the herb garden, and then you garden? go across to the herb garden we have there, and that is covered in bees yes. and other pollinators as well. So um, you could, if you wanted herbs... You could also add the herb garden. Depend, mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends on Absolutely. what herbs yeah. you plant. But, um, yeah, pollinators love that as well. Not Le- the birds. Now, um, an herb garden, would that be a container garden? Would it be low to the ground? These are not flowering plants, are they? Or are they? Yep. So yeah, dip, they are. They, okay. You can, you can get lavender can get quite large. Um, basil can get quite large. And there's some others that they will get taller than I am. So. Mm. Yeah. So the the lavender is that what they have in Scotland and places like that, uh, or is the the purple? Oh, that's I think heather. That heather, I, yeah. So that's different from lavender. Would be a warm, would be more Mediterranean climates. Okay, okay. So it's too early to put those out, I guess. Uh, or yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. When can we start doing some of those? About, Not soon enough. About May. Yeah, May. you really don't want to have any danger of frost because yeah. a frost so is going to kill. So we have a long way So we got go. a little ways to go. Yeah. But there are the cool weather crops if you're doing vegetable gardening, which are your lettuces, carrots, snap peas. Those are all broccoli, cauliflower. They all like the cool weather. As soon as this, the hot temperatures come, they're going to die off. So you have to kind of do your research and know what's cool, cool weather crop and what's a warm weather crop. Okay. Now, and uh, actually, if they're interested in that, we um, yeah. there, the extension. Of, uh, we have a vegetable garden boot camp coming up in March. Ooh, well, tell us about yeah, that. March seventh, fourteenth, twenty first, twenty eighth, and then April fourth. Uh, it'll provide new gardeners with an opportunity to develop their gardening skills. There'll be classroom instruction and then hands on experience after that. They will plant a garden on site during the course, so they will get real hands on. Um, experience there yeah, is that and the, it's free the lane agri park yes okay march 7 14 21 28 and april 4th and it's a whole class right yeah yeah, yeah. so it's a five-week so you class. take the five-week class and you should be able to come out of that with hands-on experience on 
how to plant a vegetable garden. Now, is this the uh, the master gardener's class? This is put on by extension. Extension, yeah. okay. Is it free? It's free. Okay, uh, th- that's always, uh, oh, that perks up a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. <laughs> Price is right. Uh, but you do need to register so they'll know that you're coming. Yes. yes. What number can they call? They can call... Uh, 615-898-7710. Okay. Or pop into the office at 315 John Rice Boulevard. And you can do that right now. They can do that right now. Very good. They're there. And it's called the (laughs) Garden Boot Camp? Vegetable Garden Boot Camp. Vegetable Garden. Okay. So that's what you're you're learning, how to plant vegetables. And Mm -hmm. you can eat your way through the season. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, looking forward, but that sounds great. Starts March the seventh, uh, but you can start planning right yeah. now. I oh. mean, a good if you're a gardener, a good idea is to sign up for the extension newsletter, because you get notice of all the upcoming classes, and we we're, we're in the planning stages for a lot of them. But we do already have a lot of classes on our books. You know, we've already reserved rooms and everything for them for the whole year. So it's a good thing to sign up for the newsletter. Here's a question. Uh, this person says they have thoroughly enjoyed the times you've been to the St. Clair Street Senior Center. Are you coming back anytime soon? As far as I know, we are back this year. Good. So once a month, when it is, that? is the uh, second Monday of the month at 10 a.m. Second Monday, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's at St. Clair. Any charge yes. on that? Uh, not as far as I know. So this I month, have, this month you have also. have to be a senior. Okay. To get in. Uh, but uh, this <laughs> second Monday of this month, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. at St. Clair, and it's every month. Yes. Okay. Uh, and what, what topics? Do you have varied topics like this month? Varied topics, different. Um, I would think they would be more pertinent to the seasons as well. Mm-hmm. So. And, and with, uh, with the St. Clair Senior Group, uh, I would imagine raised bed gardens are raised beds would be quite popular. Yeah, and and you can do anything almost. I'm, I've been amazed at some of the conversations we've had here, uh, where you've talked about raising corn and mm-hmm. things of that sort. It's amazing what yeah. you can do. Didn't we grow corn in a raised bed? Mm-hmm. At, the, sure did. at the yeah, Ag Center. Yeah. yeah. In the, the winter? No, this summer. There was <laughs> okay. that was that accent she has. <laughs> And, you know, that's a really good thing to start doing now if you're thinking about what you're doing for the garden, as Jennifer said, about planning uh, is planning. I was watching TikTok the uh, the other day and noticed that that's what the whole whole little um, video was about. It was about planning your raised your raised garden now in the wintertime so that you have it ready for what, whatever you want to plant. And so it takes a lot of time and preparation in that. And you can get all that set up and all of that filled in. And ready to go. Order your seeds now. I made a big Absolutely. seed order the other day. Don't, I hope my husband's not listening. But <laughs> um, because this is a good time to buy your seeds because they're in stock. So if you're mm-hmm. ordering them online, sometimes when you wait closer to the season, oops, they've sold out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's a good time to, for that planning. Buy your seeds. Get your beds. If you're going to do a raised bed, you can fill that with, with soil now. You can buy it any time of year. You when know? we come back, uh, we're going to take a little break here and check on the traffic and weather. When we come back, let's talk a little about uh, what is the difference in buying seeds versus plants. Uh, what, what do you? There's different preparation. We'll find out. Stay with us. Our topic today, we're learning from the master gardeners. And it is not too soon 
to do some gardening. You may need to do it inside, but uh, that's possible. Talk Radio WGNS. Putting the power of your free speech into action. On air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Good morning. Trying to clear up this uh, crash over here on 24. It's going eastbound at Bradley Parkway. That's south of town. Like you're headed out towards Antioch. It still has traffic slow to go over here from 440 uh, all the way up to Bradley on 24 going eastbound. 840 westbound in Arrington there in Williamson County has been running slow. Traffic's on the increase up through Brentwood, Franklin on 65 northbound through that section of Williamson County. Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. They're online. Check them out. PrincessHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the mid-40s. Northeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, increasing clouds alone near 22. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 33. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Rev up your engines and cruise into excitement this Saturday at the historic Sam Davis home in Smyrna. We're calling all car enthusiasts to join the Middle Tennessee Hot Rodders Club for an unforgettable cruise in from 2 to 6 this Saturday. Admire classic cars, connect with other auto fanatics, and enjoy a day of automotive splendor. It's the perfect Saturday afternoon for all the gearheads out there. Rev up at the Sam Davis home in Smyrna this Saturday afternoon from 2 to 6. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Thirty-three degrees now. Sort of fluctuating up and down just a bit. Tina Orr is the winner of that delicious banana pudding, the birthday banana pudding from our friends at Slick Big. Tina, happy birthday to you. Our good neighbor of the day is Vanessa Jackson. And Vanessa always has a big smile on her face and is looking out for everybody at the office. That's a real friend, Vanessa Jackson, our good neighbor of the day. And Vanessa receives flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. You want to join us, our phone number 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450, talk or text, you're in control. Boy, how many times, you, you don't hear that too often, do you? You are in control. Don't go wild, though. Our guest this morning as we talk about master gardeners and flowers and gardens, Jennifer Salter, Sarah Wade, and Robert Blair. And right before we left you, we said we're going to look into what do you do? What's different about uh, using just seeds? Uh, Because you had said you just bought some seeds as opposed to plants. Is there an advantage of one over the other? I mean, it is a personal preference. I like to do seeds because I feel like there's more variety. You know, when you go to a store, you're only going to have two or three varieties. But when you have a seed catalog, you have a (laughs) hundred. So (laughs) I like to grow different things. Um, I like to have control over the soil that is grown in. Sometimes, it, you know, at a garden center, you don't know where it's come from. Not that that's a bad thing. I don't want to 
negate that. I definitely buy plants that are bigger. And it just gives me something to do in the winter. <laughs> so. Now, if you have a, a I, you can make a small container gardener, I guess, and put it by the window in the house where it's, uh, you know, 70 degrees or so all the time. Can Do people have gardens in the house uh, year around? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's not weird. No. Okay. <laughs> well, it depends on who you talk to, I guess. <laughs> For us, that's not weird. Yeah. <laughs> So what kind of, you can't do tomatoes, I don't guess, or can, can no, you? No, I mean, you could start them, but they do need that heat from the summer. So it's best, unless you had a really fancy, you know, setup in your or home. Or if you really liked a warm <laughs> yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to have it, I mean, pretty warm in your house. <laughs> so what kind of things could you do, uh, you know, that does it in, in 70 degree temperatures? What, what could you do? What kind of things could you grow? Well, people have, you know, lettuce towers yeah. and lettuces are really easier, uh, easy plants. Um, help me think of, I'm herbs. blanking. Or, oh, yeah, uh, herbs, herbs. For sure. A lot of people have herbs. Yeah. Yep. As long as you have enough sun and it's warm enough. Yeah. Okay. So is it going. so many hours of sunlight that you need? or? Yeah, most plants will need a certain amount of sunlight. Okay. So. And we. And you can, I mean, the seeds you can grow to, you can get started, get started on your early spring product. Um, crops you can get started on your lettuces your broccoli things like that and then transfer them outside yeah. when it's a little sure. bit milder yeah but even with uh, even if you transfer them outside you don't want to do that too soon even if you have one of those uh what is it glass covered a greenhouse yeah, well not a greenhouse but just a real small one on the ground a hot box oh, oh the hot box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a whole science to all of it <laughs> <laughs> is, is a hot box more effective than a greenhouse because is is it hotter i mean you said hot box well that's what some people call them they're also mm -hmm. i forgot what the other name is that people call them but uh, they used to be really popular at some of these plantations you were talking about other, earlier yeah. with the boxwoods that's how they grew the but you do have to be careful of how much sun it gets because it can cook yeah. the things if it's in a position where um it gets too hot or gets too much sun it will damage the the small I, delicate plants that. i have yeah. cooked every one of my succulents yes lost every one of them because <laughs> i i put them in this little greenhouse and i closed it at night yeah. and i left it there and the sun baked it all day i forgot to zip oh, it unzip no. it yeah. and i got there and there was a soggy mass inside the whole greenhouse oh, oh no, no. <laughs> so you if you're gonna do that please be careful and remember them in there right now is that a greenhouse problem or a hot box problem well it was or a, a user it a error greenhouse. problem it was one of those little <laughs> tall um tall things covered in plastic and it was just one shelf so i, okay. I called it a greenhouse it really so wasn't. it was big enough you walked into it no no, no, no. i just stood there and the oh, shelf okay. was no more than a foot deep okay because we've had it became a hot people, box really quickly. They, they say they go over to uh, the Habitat Restore mm -hmm. over yep. on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, and they buy old windows, old windows, old glass doors, and they make the little boxes. Yep. Uh, so you're saying uh, it's okay, but don't leave them Just, for long. If periods it's a sunny day, make sure you give that a crack as long as it's warm enough outside, so that you get what some is warm air. Enough? I mean, the, the, the air temperature outside. You don't want it bacon in the sun but you don't want it if it's freezing outside and sunny it's still going to be it can be warm yeah. inside there okay. yeah, because it's kind of like your car it gets hot yeah. really really fast yes. so you mm -hmm. have to leave it where there's plenty of ventilation and air circulation so that the plants can survive okay so it's probably good to have a thermometer in there too so you can look in and say "Ooh, 
It's 80 That's degrees in there. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so have an electric thermometer. Nowadays, you can do that. It's electric true. thermometer, and you can see it in the house. Mm-hmm. So, and doesn't cost you know, hardly anything. Mm-hmm. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Uh, here's a listener who says, I've always enjoyed a garden with potatoes. Can you have a raised bed garden with potatoes? Absolutely. I've even seen people raising them on, I watched some videos from Oregon Extension, and they raised them in buckets. A bucket? A bucket, and they have potatoes. So Now, they may not get quite as large as some of those that are planted in the, in the ground, uh, especially if you have a small space. They don't have as much room to expand, but they still have potato yields. So, oh. yes, you can grow potatoes just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. So you've brought on a whole new kind of container garden, a bucket. Sure. Garden. You might want to check your homeowners association and see <laughs> how many buckets you can have, you know, on your back porch. But well, uh, if they're not, if if you don't put them in a visible location, right? right it would be. So there, there you go. It'd be fun. Uh, and what what kind of creative things have you seen? As because I know you look around and see, and you th- that's a good idea. Uh, you've, you mentioned buckets. What else are you finding uh, creative that people are growing? You did that little garden in the 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 skull. What was that little garden? Oh my today? goodness, that was yes. the state fair, the most <laughs> yes. unusual whatever. And I used a deer skull a and deer put succulents skull. in it. But my sister won first place because she used, and I had consulted with her, so I'm going to take credit for that. But she had used the hip bones of a cow that she found on my great aunt's property. <laughs> and she did this whole huge thing with some skulls on it and, and bones. So yeah, people do that sort of thing, but that's just a weird a little bit of a weird thing. No, no, no. This the, means sc- the sky's the limit. The more practical is uh, w- the bags are pretty popular yeah. Oh, yeah. now. Grow yeah. bags. bags. Or grow bags. Um, is that different from a grocery bag? What kind of? It is different from a grocery bag, but it is a bag that's designed to for you to put the soil and compost mm-hmm. and stuff in and grow things. It's in. almost like a heavy felt. It's not yes. felt, but right. it's like oh, a heavy okay. felt. And they last forever. They can last forever. I have one in my backyard. It's about, it's a circle and it's four foot across and it has been there about seven years really yeah yeah so, so i'm is, sure the bottom's not there anymore <laughs> it's probably you know do you go away. to a store and buy the say i want a grow bag yeah and they know what you're talking yeah garden supply yeah you can google just, garden supply and you'll yeah. get a whole list of yeah. vendors you open it up fill it up with soil and put your plants in i usually plant my herbs in there every year People have also planted things in a straw bale. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And I've done that. So, because you can keep that really moist. Mm-hmm. Um, people do that. We did that at the uh, demonstration gardens. And um, I've even seen where people, this happened in my neighborhood, and it wasn't popular with the next door neighbors, but this person planted a whole garden and just took bags of um, garden mix, split them open, and planted whatever he wanted to plant in it to raise his crops, tomatoes, and other things, and had all of these, it was almost like the body garden thing, (laughs) but where they had all these bags in his backyard. So his neighbor didn't think that was really popular, but he got what he wanted out of it. He got the produce and things, and then he could just use that and recycle that and compost the, the remaining soil. Well, you could go to a, a green plot where you, where you get seed for horses and stuff like that and buy some uh, bales of hay now or straw. But you have to be careful with hay because sometimes the hay, we learned last year in our uh, internship class, the um, 
our interns class that sometimes that the or no this was actually in Wilson County the hay is treated sometimes with a chemical to keep it green and weed free weed free primarily and it will now go through the digestive system of the cattle and the livestock and it can actually damage the crops, and you don't really realize so that, that you know where it came from. So that would be damaging crops that we eat then you if have you put to be your garden there. really careful where you source your straw or your hay. But straw in particular is better because it doesn't have as many seeds in it. Okay. So go to a, a store and buy some bales of straw mm-hmm. and put them around and have the center open and dump some dirt inside could you do that you can do that we did that at the demonstration garden but we we planted peanuts i think um a couple Mm -hmm. years ago i think we did that last Mm -hmm. year as well but you can also turn it up on its side and kind of dig a hole and plant things in the side of that straw bale oh you can plant a whole thing especially things that Mm -hmm. uh, cascade down the sides now how does peanuts how do how do they i mean because i think of uh south georgia Mm -hmm. maybe florida I mean, considerably warmer weather uh, for peanut areas. So you're saying you did peanuts here? There were some. I don't think the yield was that great, and they did attract some vermin. Uh, we had a rat problem there for a little while. <laughs> so um, I've done peanuts in my house. They did really well. Yeah, they're be- it's a beautiful plant when yeah. they're in bloom. It's like a mine were yellow. They all yellow, but it was a yellow flower. They were great. They almost looked like a small shrub. I don't guess. Yeah. yeah, they were gorgeous. I was surprised that they worked, but they do work here. But we did have. A, I didn't have the rat problem in my house. But we did I have think, that. At I the think we just had rats gardens. in the demonstration <laughs> garden because there's the there's a water feature out there, and there's a, it's yeah. very conducive to to wildlife <laughs> Over out there where the demonstration gardens are. So we've created we're, a nice habitat as well. We're talking about the Lane Agri Park. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so if you go over there at night, you you might have rats. <laughs> and, well. You might hear something. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt you'll see it, but you might hear something. So it's probably just your friendly Actually, uh, if, rat or mouse. Yeah. If <laughs> if you're in the planning stages now, now is and you're thinking of raised beds, now is a great time to go to the agri park because nothing's planted in the beds, and so you can actually see right. the materials that we use out there to give you some ideas of what you can use for your home raised beds. Okay. And I think we have a, a raised one on legs as well. Mm-hmm. As, yes, as other, yeah, yes. there's lots of different materials we use out there. I keep going back to somebody had said, raise them up considerably, and the higher you raise them, the more air can get under them, and you can prolong your season. You can extend the season. Have you heard that, or is that a... I have not heard that. I know the higher you raise it, the easier on your back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also to remember that the higher you raise it, the more it's going to cost you in the front end. So raised yeah. beds are fantastic. They just cost you a lot of money on the front end. Not a lot, but they can. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to do it, if, you're gonna ha- if you have moles or voles in your yard, you're going to want to line that raised bed with some kind of a hardware cloth that they can't come through the bottom of them. So that's an extra expense. The higher you go, you're going to have to fill it with more soil. Now, the soil is going to be there for a long time, but it's one of those things you have to kind of take into account. If you think you're, oh, I'm just going to put in a two-foot raised bed, high, two-foot high, that's great, but that's going to take a lot of soil. So just know that going into it. and you know. So I'm thinking about really raising the whole thing up three feet off the ground oh, I, with, with air oh, space. Oh, with, yeah. leg, with legs no, the, underneath, right. yeah. The, oh, with legs, okay. The moles and voles are not going to climb the, no, up. No, I can't get that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so it's ground levels. So ground level ones. Sorry, I was talking ground level ones. Yeah. Okay. I think we do have one with legs. We do, we yes. We have one with legs. So, and if you have a, a I'm thinking if you have a, a, plant, a planter, uh, which is, you know, rocks and stuff, 
holding, if you built it on top of your planter, you could be a few feet off the ground anyway and be protected by uh, the rocks and everything mm-hmm. before you get into it. And moles and voles won't get into that either. That is true, or, yeah. I mean, you yep. can get really creative out there. Yeah, the sky really so is the limit. I, I can see skulls, you know, driving around neighborhoods, and there'll be skulls on the front porch. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, I think... They, okay, I'm the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> so we check out these uh, unique gardens. Uh, that is this... Probably Are you going to be that. in charge of the uh, gardens for the new forensic center they're talking about? No, but you know, that's a good idea for a field trip for Master Gardener's creative uses of skulls. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe we can you heard it with first her. right here. We, we're going to pause for just a moment. And while we're taking a break, uh, ladies, if you'd get Barry back in shape, under control, if you would, please. <laughs> We've got your local sports fix. We tease it five. It's all sports talk with Monty Hale Jr. and Tim Tackett here on WGNS. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. I'm always one of those that goes on and off diets. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. And you know, Demas is one of the things that I started doing because of my own eating habits is, is we have a low calorie menu and a low carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. This is Amanda at Animal City. Come shop with my family here at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Did you know that dogs have a unique nose print, much like our fingerprint? Here at Animal City, you can find your pet a present as unique as they are. Whether your dog is a power chewer, a gentle senior, an infamous squeaker killer, or a two pound lap princess, we have the right toy for your baby here at Animal City. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your clothing, gift, pets, any needs that you have for your lawn or garden, and also don't forget anything you need for your farm. Please come visit us at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Where are you located? 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Do you have to be a member to shop here? You don't have to be a member with us to shop. The Co-op Farm and Home Center on Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. Spend your middays with us, Rick and Bubba. We're on WGNS each weekday from noon till 2 on News Radio WGNS. We are back again. Took us a little while to get everything under control, but uh, peace is once again uh, prevalent here at WGNS Studios. Our phone number, we have about 10 minutes left, so if you have a question or a comment, Don't wait around too long. Call us or text us, 615-893-1450. 
Master Gardeners Jennifer Salter, Sarah Wade, and Robert Blair with us this morning. Here's a listener who says, I collect antique cars. I love to do gardening. I'm thinking about getting uh, the hood of a car, turning it upside down, and making that into a raised garden. Oh. Has, uh, have you heard anybody doing something like that? At the UT Gardens in Knoxville? Yeah. I think that's where it was. We went on a tour, uh-huh. and there is a car there. That uh-huh. is a raised, the car itself is a raised bed. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, so where the engine should be, there were plants inside. It was pretty cool. Cool. I'm not sure if it's still there, but why stop with the hood? Go for the whole car. <laughs> so and where is this place in Knoxville? Oh, the U- UT Gardens on, on UT's campus. They oh, okay. are the most incredible gardens. It's, you, you, it's worth a trip if you're going through there or even just a day trip on its own. It's right there on the it's, main campus. It's on the main campus. It's free. Walk okay. around. Price is right? Yep. Price is right again. <laughs> So uh, for this person uh, looking at a hood, uh-huh. check out the whole car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I would say succulents. Anything oh, yeah. else? Yeah. So what is a succulent plant? I mean, I'm guessing that's what you're saying. <laughs> Put succulent plants in the car or what is that? On, on, in, well, what is a succulent? It's a it's succulent. Like a, cac- like a cactus type. Yeah, it is. I think that, what is it, is succulent is a cactus, but a cactus is not a succulent. Something like Something that. Something like that. It's a very water-laden, uh, the leaves, very they're fleshy. very fleshy. Yes, yes, that's the word. Thanks, Brad. Okay, so, so does it require more water? Does It It retains re- its water. So it retains its water. If you give it too much water, you will kill it. Right. Okay. But um, So it, it has less maintenance. Is that true? It, yeah, they are, really are, yeah. Okay. And there's so many different varieties and... Hen and chicks are one of the most yes. common in the South that everybody had on their back porch. Yeah. When I was a kid, I even have some of my grandmother's. Yeah. Uh, and they just kind of reproduce, and then you just repot. Mm-hmm. But they, they're pretty hardy. Yeah. They're pretty hardy. Yeah. So you can have a whole car full of those, mm-hmm. and it's a conversa- good conversation piece. It is, yes. And are those pretty well good all year long? All, you know, cold weather, I warm bring, weather? I bring mine outside. It just depends on, on your area. Sometimes I leave them on the front porch if it's not too cold. But if we're going down below freezing, I'll bring them in. Okay. So is it frost that hurts them? So if your car was covered or your, your garden, which is a car, is covered, you're, you're safer? Is that right? You might. I mean, I wouldn't. Don't, don't bet on it. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I would say bring it in, how, given how cold it can get here. Yeah. And one of the things you have to be really careful about with uh, those is to have drainage. So mm-hmm. if you put it on a car hood, you need to make sure that you've got plenty of drainage holes and the right type of soil for those. Yeah. That's probably true even with any type of raised bed garden. Mm, be sure much. there's drainage. Yeah. Yes. Uh, without yeah. proper drainage, what happens? The roots just right. melt away. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so you have prop. You'll be sitting there. They were saying raised beds were good, and all my plants are dying. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's usually root rot yeah. that happens yeah. uh, because people love their plants too much, and so they want to water it. It looks dry, but they don't test the soil, check it with their finger, and make sure that the soil needs moisture. And so um, they just keep watering it and watering it and watering it. Yeah. And so then it uh, goes. They, they just put the finger in like yes one. Yeah, about an inch. Not even an inch. But you yeah. need to stick your finger in further than that. So if you're doing a raised bed and doing it creatively like we had talked 
maybe on uh, uh, rocks or something, be sure that there's plenty of room under it for you to have holes under the raised bed and something for the water to go into so it doesn't get stopped up trying to get out. So uh, be sure there's room to, to drop it down. Yes. So, and I see people putting them on legs. Does, is that a problem sometimes? Dirt and water get pretty heavy after a while. I would think once you've loaded those with soil, choose your spot carefully because you're not going to be able to move that. Yeah. So yeah. if it's got legs, be sure that's where you want it to go. Okay. How high, because we have problems with squirrels, uh, rabbits, Certainly birds, you're not going to make it high enough to get away from birds, but uh, rabbits. Or the squirrels. Yeah. Oh, but that's true. Uh, my wife got a, uh, she, she wanted to watch the birds, and she put out some uh, bird feed in a, a circle and hung it uh, on a pole where it would be by itself in the yard. Well, the squirrel got up into (laughs) it, hung upside down from the top of the pole, uh, did a great Uh job, and ate the entire circle. I mean, it was a big piece of of seeds, and that squirrel had a ball. They will, and they will, they get, they're really smart. People think they're dumb rodents, but they're not. They're, they will take the feed. I have one of the same poles. They take the feed and they turn it on its side and shake it. Mm -hmm. So all the seed will come out. Yeah. And they love uh, bird feeders, mm-hmm. anything bird feeders, like that. I have peanuts out for my blue jays, and usually the squirrels will empty that in a day. Wow. So I have to send my dog out to chase them off. But She'll <laughs> have peanuts coming up everywhere in her yard this year, <laughs> yeah. in her flower beds. I didn't where think about that. stored them. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned peanuts, because we've got a, a text here from a listener who said they had uh, just moved here from southern Georgia, about a year ago, and they grew up loving peanuts, uh, doing boiled peanuts. I can't picture that, but uh, that's, mm-hmm. I think I've heard of that. It's pretty popular. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you raise enough peanuts with these peanuts that you're talking about locally to, to do boiled sure. peanuts? Yeah. Absolutely. So, and what, you had that, you said you had a. Yeah, just buy plant. some peanuts that I mean, you don't want them roasted because that's not, they're I not mean, dead. <laughs> buy some raw peanuts and plant them in your yard. Yeah. They, they're almost like a small shrub. It's really a small bush, is what it means. Yeah. And of course, it's the, the, the peanut is the root, so it all grows in the ground. And then um, in the fall, you would just harvest it, pull them out, and you'll have a ton of peanuts. And that's the benefit of using uh, some of the, the seed catalogs is you might be able to find a variety that would do well in our temperature. Yes, mm-hmm. good point. And in our versus the southern Georgia, which would be a little bit warmer than us. And so usually those seed catalogs have a description or a little legend on the side that mm-hmm. say these do well in these climates. Mm-hmm. So you could get peanuts that would be better suited for here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you might also contact the extension and find out if there are some extension service uh, here in town um, to find out if there are some that do well that they have records of because they do trials through mm-hmm. UT um, Agriculture uh, Institute all the time and determine whether or not plants um, and products produce well in Tennessee. We've had a great time today. We have about uh, a little less than a minute, about 30 or 40 seconds left. Is there any any particular thing we need to touch on to remind people about before we leave? 
Well, um, if you want trees, the Tennessee Environmental Tree Day is coming up. That's on March 15th and 16th. You can still order trees through March the 4th. And um, if you go online and you can Google it, it's Envir Tennessee Environmental Tree Day 2023. Four. 2024. 2024. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. And uh, <laughs> choose your pickup site as Lane Agripark. We'll be there handing out trees. So this is a Tennessee Tree Day. Yes, and these are all trees that do well in Tennessee. And they're f are they not free? Are they? Uh, they're very they're cheap. Very cheap. They're they, these are two dollars, five dollars. Yeah, okay. and these are bare root, bare root bare trees. Root. So they'll be very young. What does that mean? They do well. That bare means roots? they're fairly small and they don't come in a pot with soil. Ah, okay. So it's easier to carry home. That's March fifteenth and sixteenth. And if you uh, need more information, can you call Wayne Agri Park and say, I want to know more about the yes. tree day? Yeah. Okay, very good. We want to thank you again. This has been fun. Our friends from the Master Gardeners, Jennifer Salter, Sarah Wade, and Robert Blair. Stay with us. Thank you. Much more to come. <laughs>